Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the week seven edition of Laces Out. Jarrett Bailey, Kurt Homister with you as always. However you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you making us part of your day. Uh, we got Broncos and Browns tonight. We got the Sean Watson news that is, you know, just seems to keep coming back every other week. And then we've got power rankings. We've got picks to give. Uh, big show today. Kurt, how you doing, Big Lad? I am doing okay. Not great, but okay. Because you know what? Now i got to sit on this, this Bills loss for two weeks. They're on the bye this week. But it's okay. You know what? We, we Like you said, we got everything you need here. We got everything that you could ever want football-wise uh, and maybe even life-wise. Uh, so <laughs> glad that you're along here for the ride with us. Um, but like you mentioned to start the show, I mean, Seems like every every two, three, maybe even four weeks, we, we get some new Deshaun Watson news. Um, you know, whether it's a trade rumor, whether it's maybe the Texans are thinking about playing him, it, it's just nonstop and it's back. And um, it, it's reported that that the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans are close to a trade for Deshaun Watson, and that's kind of been rumored since the start that Miami might be in on him. Now that they see how the way that Tua has been playing, and now that he's kind of been dealing with some more injuries, maybe they do it. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of sick of the uh, Deshaun Watson talks because yes, when he's when he's able to play, he's a top five quarterback in the league. But we don't even know if he's going to play, and you know if everything's true, he shouldn't even be able to step foot in the locker room again. Um, so quite frankly, I'm a little sick of talking about it. But let's talk about it because it's NFL news. You know this this whole thing. It just really magnifies the fact that uh, talent will beat out morality in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first time that we've seen it. We've seen it countless times. There's been multiple welcome, welcome to the NFL, baby. Exactly. <laughs> There's been multiple people who have played games after you know sexual assault, uh, whether it's allegations or convictions. Multiple uh, guys who have been able to play after domestic violence allegations. Dante Stallworth ran over and killed a man who was in practice the next day. Like this is this isn't new in the NFL. Um, now, I mean, you you touched on it. it I'm not going to speculate on whether or not Deshaun Watson did any of the things that he's being accused of. That's not my job, frankly. It's not my place to do that. But if it is true, like you said, then he's going to be. There's going to be big punishments coming down from that curve. Like this could mm-hmm. be something where he doesn't play for a year, uh, an indefinite ban. I mean, it's not, you know, it's 22 allegations. Um, And, you know, even one is a serious deal, obviously. But 22, it's kind of hard to deny the facts. And um, we'll see where it goes. Um, I guess, you know, we can talk about it a little bit if it does happen, you know, if the trade does go through and maybe he does end up playing. Um, If, the you know, the rumors are are going around, I even saw a report today that said the rumors are all false, so who knows? Um, But just for the fun of trade talks, let's break it down a little bit because if Miami does want to make this move, Houston, when this whole thing started, it was Houston's going to want three first-round picks, maybe a couple late-round picks and players. I mean, that that is a king's ransom. That is a absolute haul for one player. I don't know if maybe they bring back down their their asking price just to get him out and start over, redo it. Either way, that is a massive risk for the Miami Dolphins. It's a ginormous risk for Miami. Like as of right now, if they made the move today, he could play Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's not, he's not been suspended. Right. He's not been any sort of punishment has not been handed down to Deshaun that, Watson. That's, he that's could play whenever I mean, they wanted he, to. That's the thing. He could play right now for the Houston Texans. The Houston yeah. Texans could start him if they wanted to. It's just them inactive, making him inactive every single week. So yes. he's able to play. Uh, the NFL hasn't done anything. Surprise, surprise. But he's able to play. So wherever, if he does get traded, he could play Sunday, like you said. So now we've seen multiple reports of potential third teams being involved. Our buddy Benjamin Aubrey said, hey, Denver might be in on Tua. We've seen the Washington football team has come up as a team and a potential three-team trade that would land to a tongue of Iloa uh, in this situation. These are teams that, you know, Denver and Washington, both kind of in a similar boat right now where they don't really have a quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that both teams kind of see that this year's quarterback class isn't very deep and it could be very, very hit and miss, probably like an 80 to 20 ratio toward the miss. So, if you're a team like Denver, yes, they've been centered around like Aaron Rodgers rumors in 2022. But if that falls through or if they don't believe that it's going to happen, then they've got a plan ahead. Now, if you're a team like the Washington football team, who they're not really centered around any sort of franchise guy going forward. They need a quarterback. And again, it comes back to the 2022 draft class. Like nobody's really been, you know, that Trevor Lawrence prospect, you know, or it's not been regarded as a, a very deep and talented class. Right. For, for the draft. So they've got to decide, okay, do we want to try to get a guy like Tua or do we want to take a risk on a guy like a Malik Willis or Matt Corral or uh, Sam Howe, something like that, like decisions that need to be made. And uh, so we're going to see teams like that kind of staying in this conversation. If Miami does decide to this, you are, this is going to be a ginormous, ginormous risk Absolutely. for the Dolphins if they decide to do it. And can you imagine if they trade for him and it ends up that he can't play? That's going to be absolutely brutal. And a thing to remember too: Miami doesn't even have their first round pick this year. the The Eagles have their first round pick. So, I mean, are they going to trade not this year, but next year's first round pick, and then be out of first round pick for two years? Um, so, I mean, if if a team were to trade for Tua, I, I would lean maybe a little bit more towards Washington, making more sense. Um, if I'm Denver, you know, like you like you mentioned, I would focus everything on Aaron Rodgers, and if that doesn't work out. I think I'd be happier having Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater in there rather than Tua. Um, you know, if they have faith and maybe they can develop him a little more, if the coaching staff likes him a lot, fine. But there's there's other options out there. Um, like you said, this this upcoming quarterback class isn't great. I'll, I'd have to look. I haven't looked at the, the, the free agent class for the quarterbacks yet. But um, not big. You know. It's Washington makes a little more sense with uh, for me. Ron Rivera is a great coach. We saw what he did with Cam Newton when he was young. Uh, obviously, Cam Newton was more of a freak athlete when he came out of college. But it, I, I don't, I don't want to give up on Tua just yet. I don't want to totally give up on him. I don't have much faith in him, but I don't want to totally move on from him yet. If Miami decides to do it, sure. I think Miami might have to start thinking about coaching too. Um, I loved Brian Flores when he came in. I thought he did a great job with the team that he had. It just doesn't seem to be working out. Um, you know, if they did bring in Deshaun Watson, sure, that offense is going to be exciting. Their defense stinks. Their defense is really bad. So, you know, it wouldn't be great this year. It's, I don't even know if they'd make a playoff push if they traded for Deshaun Watson and he could play. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. It, it's just a, a messy situation for Miami because there's so many things that could go wrong if this trade goes through. 
And now they do own the 49ers first round pick from that trade last year, uh, in which San Francisco moved yes. up uh, right. and switched Thank with Miami's. So they are, they do possess a first round pick, okay. but not their own. And if San Francisco now, the 49ers to me, they're not going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to be one of those middle of the pack teams mm-hmm. picking between like 16 and 19, somewhere in there. Uh, but still, if you're Miami, you would like to have as high a draft pick as humanly possible. Right. Um, so well, the other thing too to remember with Miami, I, I kind of made it a joke of a tweet when um when the rumors came out. Miami is not good at drafting. Um, you know, that's why I said, you know, if you can't draft right, you might as well trade for proven talent. So sure, you know, that's great to have first round picks, but when they don't execute it, when they don't execute it, it doesn't matter. I mean, let's see what they drafted. They drafted Tua. Okay. Who they who got drafted right after him? Justin Herbert. They drafted Austin Jackson, the offensive lineman was great in college, has not panned out in the NFL. There's so many guys, you know, drafting is not easy. It's never a for sure thing, but Miami rarely hits on guys. I mean, they they brought in Byron Jones as a free agent. They they signed the guys that are kind of proven talent. It just hasn't been working out. So, you know, did they say they kind of accept that we can't draft, so let's trade for Deshaun Watson? I don't know. Um I don't know, but it's going to be very interesting, especially if it's a three three team trade um, to see where Tua ends up. Because if I'm Houston, I don't think I really want Tua. If I'm Houston, you know, stick with Davis Mills. If you like somebody in this draft, sure, go for that. They're not really in a position where they need a quarterback right now. They're not competing for much. They're just rebuilding. You know, I mean, as a, as a Steeler fan, I'm hoping that Denver ends up with Tua because you know what that means, Kurt. <laughs> if <laughs> If Denver gets to a tongue of Iloa, then that kind of takes away the biggest threat of uh, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that leaves only one potential suitor. Uh, so we'll see how this all plays out. Obviously, it, we're, it's going to be kept. It's going to be talked about until something happens. Right. Um, and you know, both of us, I think, kind of feel the same way. Unless Deshaun Watson is playing, is convicted of something, or is suspended, or traded. I don't want to hear about the rumors. I'm tired of hearing about Deshaun Watson. If something happens, then sure, it, it needs to be talked about. Until then, like, I'm tired of hearing about it. And I, like I said, I mean, I just saw a report today that said all these rumors are false. So who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of strange that one rumor comes out that the Houston Texans are close to a trade, and then all these rumors come out that Washington wants to, a Denver wants to. It's, you know. You don't know what to believe, um, but I guess it is, it's kind of fun to talk about some trade rumors uh, sure. mid-season. It is, but um, aside from that, you know, I'm sure we'll get more information on this as you know the week goes on. But we do have football starting tonight. Denver Broncos traveling to take on the injury-riddled Cleveland Browns, who are practically fielding a preseason game offense tonight. I mean, uh, did did you see their their injury report? It's brutal. It's, it's brutal. Um, I'll, I'll kind of run through it here if I can. Find it real quick. Uh, Baker Mayfield out, obviously the big one. Baker Mayfield right. is out. Yep. Case Keenum will be starting. Nick Chubb is out. Kareem Hunt is on IR. Uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, their first or their second round draft pick from this yeah. past year. Odell Beckham Jr., Lan- Jarvis Landry, uh, Clowney, Conklin, Wills. Oh my, like it goes on and on and on. And these aren't just depth guys, these are starters. Um, if Cleveland is not going to get healthy, they're in for a world of pain because that is a very good Denver defense. And you're marching out Case Keenum, the Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, it, it does not look fun. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see much faith in these Browns that they can't get healthy. 
Yeah, I don't think that uh, Case Keenum, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Rashad Higgins are going to go in and just win this game. Um, Against a elite Denver secondary. And now Denver is missing. Um, uh, I think Josie Jewell won't be playing. I think he's injured. So, I mean, they're missing a piece or two on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, Denver's been on a little bit of a skid as well. Started off 3-0, and haven't won since. Um, but if you're the Browns right now, you're sitting at three and three, potentially three and four after tonight in a division where Cincinnati's a lot better, Baltimore's better, Pittsburgh now has the same record as them. Oh, and they face the Steelers next week. Mm-hmm. That game now has ginormous ramifications for them going forward, um, especially with the Steelers going to be off a of bye week uh, going into week eight. So if you're Cleveland, like this is, it's hard to use the the phrase must win. But right now, if they lose tonight. And they get beat by Pittsburgh. They're three and five, Kurt, in a division that's better than a lot of people expected. Like, I didn't expect Baltimore to be as good as they are right now. Uh, I thought Cincinnati was going to be improved. Didn't think they'd be fighting for a top spot by the middle of the year. So, you know, this is a division that I don't think anybody predicted that uh, the Browns would be the worst team in Ohio (laughs) in week eight. But right now they are. And this is a game where now I think – is Teddy Bridgewater playing tonight? Do we know that for sure? Because Drew Locke was rumored to potentially be starting. Um, I, don't, I don't think there has been an official uh, report. Um, but either way, I mean, my or sorry, Cleveland's defense is beat up. Cleveland's defense has has played well, but I don't think that they've have played they played well. We saw them get absolutely destroyed by the Chargers, fair. and they just got destroyed by, by Arizona. Yep, so that's fair. I mean. I mean I well, you didn't let me finish. You cut me off rudely enough. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. But I, I was going to say they they've been playing well, but they haven't been playing up to their level that everybody thought they would. Everybody thought that that Cleveland Browns, with all the star power, all these young draft picks coming in, guys coming back from injuries, we thought that they would be a top three unit in the league. Um, that has not been the case. And you know, Miles Garrett is still doing Miles Garrett things, but he can't do everything. So now you add these injuries on top of that even against a Denver team that's kind of been on a skid a little bit here, like you said, I mean, even if you make it close to Denver, let's say they lose, you go to Pittsburgh. Is it in Pittsburgh or in Cleveland? Do you know? First game's in Cleveland, so we can Okay, so all right. Either way, I mean, you play the Steelers. After that, you play the Cincinnati Bengals, who are red hot. I mean, you got to get some guys back from injuries quick. And with Baker Mayfield dealing with a labrum injury, that's not good, <laughs> and especially with your number number one and number two running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, sidelined. I mean, they were the entire offense for that team, so it it does not look promising. Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe Case Keenum has some magic in his hat. He is a uh, a veteran guy that's been around and he's done everything. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure. The next time, do you have the Browns schedule in front of you? When do they play the Ravens next? I can pull up their schedule. We can kind of run through it. But if you're uh, looking toward betting at this game, uh, the Broncos somehow are still a point and a half underdog. So that's something that you want to uh, hop on. It is still there, and the value. I mean, the value has gone down a little bit, but still something to uh, to watch for. So week eight, they have the Steelers. Week nine, they go to Cincinnati. Week 10, they go to New England. Week 11, they host Detroit. Okay. And then week 12, they go to Baltimore. Then they have their bye week, and then they host Baltimore oh, after the bye. Right. So two Baltimore. consecutive games that's against right. Baltimore. <laughs> that is uh, That could be good. It could be bad. I mean, that could be good. Obviously, you know you're fresh off of a game uh, with the bye in between. You can game plan a little bit. But 
Baltimore is looking good. Baltimore is looking really, really good. They just they just put a beat down on the Los Angeles Chargers, who we thought was a you know they probably still are, but who we thought was a top five team in the NFL. They beat them thirty four to six. 34 to 6 for a defense that we thought was going to be banged up old. Uh, Baltimore got it done. Uh, they got it done big time. I mean, Justin Herbert threw for under 200 yards. He had 195 touchdown and that one interception. I, Austin Eckler had six carries for seven yards. I mean, they got, they could not get anything going on offense. Credit to Baltimore. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson, we saw him have the 400 plus yard game the week before against the Colts. He only threw for 167. And he had the two interceptions, so he didn't play great. But I mean, they still they still scored thirty four points on a very what we thought very good Chargers defense. Yeah, I think you know the Chargers came into the week with the worst run defense in football, mm-hmm. um, and Lamar played really well. Uh, but the defense didn't show any sort of restraint, didn't show any sort of fight uh, or pushback. So, and offensively, they didn't get the job done. So it was just I say this all the time. Every team, no matter how good or bad, is going to have at least one or two stinkers throughout the year. They're going to play games that don't resonate who they are as a team. And uh, I think that's just the case. The Chargers are still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we're going we're gonna to be able to see that. I do believe they're on a bye this week as Chargers well. Chargers are on a bye, yes. So we'll see how they rebound in week eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, now I will say, I don't think Cleveland beats, no, I'm sorry. I don't think Baltimore beats Cleveland both times. I think they're going to split those. Uh, you know, it just depends on in, in which order. Um, but yeah, now, after now Baltimore does play Cincinnati this week. That's like going to be a just, fun game, Kurt. Like we just said, Cincinnati is a red hot team. They just put a good beat down on the Detroit Lions, thirty four to eleven. Um, if I don't, I don't think I expect Cincinnati to win this game, but I think I expect Cincinnati to keep it close. And if they can keep this close, I mean that's that is a win in itself. Um, you know, a moral victory, I guess you could say. For a team that we really, especially I didn't expect much from, um, they are they're playing good football, and uh, I think going into Baltimore this week, Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's going to have a 300 yard passing game. Uh, I think Cincinnati's got the tools to to kind of control him, control that that Ravens offense. Yeah, no, this is going to be a game where Cincinnati's going to be able to put up points. They've been electric this year offensively. We know how good mm-hmm. Jamar Chase has been. Um, Joe Burrow's having a good year. The offensive line's gotten better. And defensively, they've gotten better, too. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's had a good year. Their secondary got better over the offseason, and it's shown. So this is a game that, you know, if you go back to the game in Baltimore last year, like, yes, Baltimore won 27-3, but Lamar Jackson didn't play well. The defense actually held him in check. It was a matter of Joe Burrow getting absolutely brutalized by the Baltimore defense because nobody was protecting him. Patrick Queen had a fumble return for a touchdown in that game. So I think it was much more Baltimore's defense than their offense in that game and the lack of efficiency from Cincinnati's offense being able to do anything. Like Cincinnati's right. defense actually played relatively well. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of they couldn't, they couldn't put up any points. So yeah. I think that Cincinnati, they're six and a half or six point dogs in this game. I think that they cover that. I think it's okay. going to be one of those games that comes down to, you know, the last drive uh, and stays within a touchdown. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I mean, so just I'm, a couple I'm excited weeks for ago. That. Just a couple of weeks ago, we saw Cincinnati keep it close with the, the Green Bay Packers and take them to overtime. I mean, they're they're just one of those teams that's going to be a thorn in somebody's side week after week. They're not going to be a pushover team. Joe Burrow is playing great football. Jamar Chase is having a great rookie season after we didn't really expect much throughout all the reports in, in training camp and preseason. So good, good for Cincinnati. It's exciting to see a, a team like that kind of on the rise here. Um, 
But we do have a ton of teams on a bye week and a ton of the top-heavy teams on the bye this week. Uh, we have the Bills have the bye, Dallas Cowboys, Jaguars, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers. So, you know, uh, adjust your uh, adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. I know I did, but uh, those are those are some some top-heavy teams that, that are going to be sitting out watching from the couch this week. Um, but I, I do want to touch on my Buffalo Bills very quickly um, because you just said it a couple minutes ago. You said – Every year, the best teams have a few stinkers. Uh, every year, the best teams have some games that they probably shouldn't lose, but they do instead. Um, to everybody that is down on the Buffalo Bills right now, don't. Because you know what? They weren't going to run the table. They were not going to win out the rest of the year. They weren't going to lose week one to the Pittsburgh Steelers and then go win 16 games in a row. They were going to have some losses in there. And there's really no shame in losing to a team like the Tennessee Titans. They are, we saw, they are a powerhouse team on offense. I mean, Derrick Henry ran wild. Whether, you know, there there were some blatant holding calls that the refs did miss on that long touchdown, besides the point. Um, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, that is a an elite trio on offense. Um, the Bills got gashed. I mean, they, they really didn't deserve to win that game. It came down to a... Big decision that we can kind of talk about here. Uh, fourth quarter, you know, on the five-yard line, or maybe two, three-yard line, um, needed the one-yard, fourth down. What do you do? Do you kick it? Tyler Bass is almost money on his field goals. That's a chip shot field goal to send it into overtime. Or do you do what Sean McDermott did and go for it? Trust your quarterback, get the first down, and then score a touchdown to win the game. I am a fan of what was called. I think that you go for it ten times out of time, ten times out of ten with that quarterback. I don't know how you feel as an outsider, but as a as a Bills fan, I'm a fan of what Sean McDermott did. That was absolutely the right call, absolutely. And then everybody that is bitching and moaning about the call on Twitter, saying, "Hey, Shannon, just kicked that field goal and gone to overtime." Sean McDermott doesn't doesn't live in his fears. You've got that quarterback and that situation right. just to get okay. Yeah, let's march Josh out there and go home. It was the right call. He just he just slipped. Yep. Like that was the one thing that held it back. Like everybody's saying, "Oh, it's such a horrible call." It was a great call. It's I'll, t- I'll tell you why it was a great call. Josh Allen is twenty nine for thirty two lifetime on third and fourth down conversions on the QB sneak. You yeah. take those odds ten times out of ten. You play the Titans and you come in that situation ten more times. I do that play exactly ten more times. I mean, like you said, his foot slipped. That's just a fluke. I mean, that's not going to happen every time. Maybe, you know, you could have said he should have went to the right side, followed the center up the middle. He went off to the left. Fine. I mean, there's just so many things that can happen in a split second in a game like that and a play like that. But you take your chances with your elite quarterback who that play has been his bread and butter his entire career. You take your chances. And if you get that first down, I mean, you need three yards to score and win the game. Uh, You had all three timeouts. I like their chances. When the play was happening right before it happened, I even thought I was, you know, I was kind of quickly going through my brain what what Sean McDermott would be thinking. And he'll never say it, but maybe he was thinking, you know, if we lose this game, that's fine. We have a, a cakewalk of a schedule. If exactly. we win this game, that's even better. I mean, he, he'll never say that, but maybe that's kind of what was going through his head. That was what was going through my head. You know, if Josh Allen doesn't get this first down, they come off this bye. They have the bye this week. They come off this bye. Miami, Jacksonville, and the New York Jets, the three worst teams in football you're coming off the bye with. This team is just fine. They're just fine. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL remaining. 
they were going to lose a few games. They might even finish the season with only three losses, maybe even two losses. We don't know. But you take those chances. You go for it every single time. And most times it's going to work. Yeah. And I touched on that as well. Like I tweeted out the rest of the Bills schedule. Like ultimately, yes, I understand that games matter in the NFL. Ultimately, this one isn't going to matter to the Bills. They're not going to lose more than three games left on their schedule. They're more than likely still going to be the number one seed in the AFC. They're going to be fine. And I think that you hit the, the, the nail on the head. If they win, that's great. If they lose, not really a big deal. It's really not. And, and in terms of people who are now just all of a sudden on the Tennessee Titans bandwagon, thinking they're a great team, you're out of your damn mind. Their defense still is horrible. And offensively. And banged up. And banged up. And offensively, like Ryan Tannehill's been sacked a lot mm-hmm. outside of Derek. Take Derrick Henry away. And I understand. I think people also need to understand is that Derrick Henry's going to get his. He's just that good. He's, yes. he's going to get his yards. He's going to put up his stats. They're going to ride him until the wheels fall off. Outside of that, though, they haven't really done anything offensively. Like Ryan Tannehill hasn't looked good as he has the past two years. Julio Jones has been hurt. Shocking. Hmm. And outside of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, we've seen the depth that they have. They don't have any. Right. This is not a good Tennessee Titans team. It's, no. it's an MVP caliber player who just carried them to a win. Mm-hmm. And it was a Buffalo Bills team riding high off of their biggest regular season win in God right. knows how long. And they came back down to earth a little bit. Regardless, the Bills are still, to me, the best overall team head to toe in the NFL. They're fine. And, and I think that Tennessee, if you're if you're big on Tennessee right now, you're very much overreacting. <laughs> I mean, like I said, they have they have great offensive weapons on that team, but really nothing else. I mean, they they had almost nobody in their secondary. They lost uh, Christian Fulton. They lost uh, Caleb Farley, who it sucks to see because he had so much potential coming in, and now they feared that he tore his ACL. So. You know, hoping for the best for him, but it, it just kind of frustrated me in this game because there was so many times where Brian Dable or would call up a run play, you know, run up the gut, and the Bills were just getting bullied in the trenches. They were getting bullied at the line of scrimmage, and we haven't really seen that too much this year. Maybe in the Pittsburgh game, but you know, when the run game wasn't working, the pass game was. The pass game was working almost every single time Josh Allen was finding guys. He was rolling out, right? Guys were wide open and he continued to call up the run plays. And I, it kind of boggled my mind a little bit because if you do things that are working, if the pass game is working, you continue to do that. You hit it, you run, you go. And they weren't doing that. They were two for five in the red zone. That's going to kill you every single time, no matter the team that you play. So, you know, like we said, they have one of the easiest schedules remaining. Like I said, they play the Dolphins, the Jags, and the Jets. They still have the um, the Patriots twice on their schedule. They still have the Falcons once on their schedule. They're okay. They are okay. The only other game that they're probably going to be underdogs for, and maybe I could see them losing, is Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay in Tampa Bay. I mean, sure, even if you finish with three losses on the year, you're most likely going to be the number one seed. So, when it's January, we're gonna we're not even gonna be thinking about this game. We're gonna be moving on to home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Maybe we see the Titans and the Bills rematch in the playoffs because that division is not very good, and maybe we see the Titans win that division and make the playoffs still somehow. Um, but I would like to get the revenge in that way. Um, yeah, and look, Tennessee could very well win that division because it's horrible. I still think the Colts are gonna win that division, um, but. Nothing to me watching that or watching the Titans all year. Nothing to me has said, yeah, this is this is a playoff team. They're right. not good. They right. they got a, a a good win on prime time, and the fact that everybody is watching, the overreactions are going to start piling in. 
on how great of a so, team they are if they're not. Tell me, tell me about the overreaction. Somebody right. was in my comments saying that the Bills suck and they always lose games like this. And it's like, what are you going to learn? When Did you not you... just watch the game last week on exactly. primetime football? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just Josh Allen played well. Um, the defense did not. And that's kind of been the opposite of what we've seen so far this year. The defense has kind of been carrying them to wins and the offense right. couldn't get it done. So they'll get it figured out. I'm not worried in the slightest that they'll figure out the red zone offense that they've been struggling with. Everything will be okay. Um, it does kind of stink that Dawson Knox has broke his hand, but he did throw a completion with a broken mm-hmm. hand, and I think that is the most badass thing ever. So credit to him. Um, but real quick, while we are talking about Buffalo, I want to give a word from our sponsor because we got a new sponsor, and we can't thank them enough for their help. Uh, MMG Industrial, they're a production machinist shop located in South Buffalo, uh, it's a uniquely suited to meet your machining needs uh, with several milling and turning machining gears, uh, an in-house quality control lab, and the flexibility of multi-shift staffing and competitive rates. Uh, they can meet all your needs in a timely manner. And they're also hiring. Uh, they're hiring experienced CNC machinists and programmers. So give them a call today at 716-939-2114. That's 716-939-2114. Or visit them online at mmgindustrial.com. Like I said, we can't thank our sponsors. We appreciate them for everything that they do for us uh, now and going forward in this season. Because week seven is upon us, my friend. And it is a uh, the season is flying by here. But we got some good games this week. Like I said, there's a lot of good teams on a bye this week. But we can kind of jump into it. We've touched on a few games here. Um, but I want to touch on just a couple more before we get into our power rankings and our picks. We just talked about the Titans. The Chiefs are playing the Titans this week. And this game is very, very interesting to me because the Chiefs are not the Chiefs that we know. And the Chiefs had maybe a bad first half against Washington, but a Chiefs team that we know and love, uh, maybe not love, but a Chiefs team that we know just beat the Washington football team. Now they're playing the Tennessee Titans coming off of a hot game. I think we see the Chiefs win this one. And I think we see kind of a, a classic Chiefs game. I, I agree. This is a secondary that's starting you and I, and <laughs> that's not what you want to do against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, the, the line's four and a half. I think the Chiefs will win by at least 10. I don't care that Derrick Henry is going to run a lot. He runs a lot every game, and guess what? The Titans still lose. I'm not worried about the Tennessee Titans. Not one bit. The Chiefs are going to win this. They will cover. Bet the Chiefs minus four and a half. Bet them minus eight and a half. Bet them minus 11 and a half. Bet them whatever the hell you want. The Chiefs are going to win by at least 10 points. And it's going to be, this is where we're going to see the fact that we're right. Titans aren't that good. And everybody's overreacting because they won a game in primetime against a good team. Mm -hmm. Tip your hat to them. They're going to come back down to earth. The Chiefs are going to win. They're going to start. Again, their defense isn't good. I know the Chiefs defense isn't good. Whatever. Don't care. Their offense is going to absolutely brutalize this god-awful Titans defense. I think it's going to be similar to what we were just talking about with the Bills. You know, they came off riding high a win against the Chiefs, one of the biggest games wins that they've had in a long time. Yeah, Titans are riding high. They just had a huge win against an NFL or a Super Bowl favorite in the Bills. They might come back down to earth, and I think the Chiefs might score 42, 44 points on this Titans defense. I mean, they're just so beat up. I thought that the Bills were going to put up 40 points. I mean, they were close. They scored 31, but the Chiefs are due for one of those games where they just are unstoppable on offense. And, you know, they don't have the run game. They don't really have that going now that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is hurt, but they still have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Henry. They still have Miko Hardman. I mean, they have guys, they have depth guys that can just 
put up points at will. Um, I, I do have some concerns about about Derrick Henry running wild. Yes, he probably will. This this Chiefs defensive line just really has not looked good. And if Tennessee can, can control the lines like they did against Buffalo, it, that that could be Tennessee's only hope. Um, but I, I do think that the Chiefs win this pretty handedly. I do as well, and uh, that'll get the Chiefs to what four and three on the year. Then I'll get back above five hundred. Three and three right now, yes. So four and three. So no, they they will win this game. There's no ifs answer. I will be incredibly incredibly shocked if they lose this, and if they do, then their problems are even bigger than what mm-hmm. we think that they are right now because this is a game tailor made for their offense. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, it's just it seems like I don't know. I, I don't want to be down on the Chiefs because we know what they have. We know what they can do. And we talked to our friend Matt Verderam, and, you know, he said they just need to get 10% better, a little bit better on defense, and they'll be fine because they can score points at will. And that's totally true. And this is the game to do it. Um, If Julio got hurt again at the end of the Buffalo game, so if he's going to be hurt and not playing, focus all the energy on on A.J. Brown, um, stuff the box with Derrick Henry, this is this is your game to do it. This is your game to prove it. Um, the Chargers are on a bye. And, you know, that, that division is looking pretty fierce because the Raiders do play the Eagles this week. And yeah. I think that the Raiders win that game. Uh, we saw them have a big bounce back game uh, this past week in, in week six. I didn't think I didn't expect much. You know, they played a division rival in the Broncos. They win 34-24. With the whole John Gruden saga going on, I thought that maybe they'd come out pretty flat, especially after scoring only nine points against Chicago. But they're kind of just a roller coaster team. They're up and they're down. And I think that they could kind of keep this going against the Eagles. Yeah, I think that they should. Philadelphia, they're not explosive offensively outside of Devonta Smith, who has been really their only reliable target on that side of the ball. They haven't been able to do too much. Um, And then you look... And defensively, like this feels like a Raiders team that is able to take advantage of the the the, the deficiencies that Philadelphia has uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And offensively, like they're not using Miles Sanders. They can't run the ball. Um, Max Crosby's having a hell of a year uh, for Vegas. This feels like, I mean, the, the Raiders are only three-point favorites, which, which kind of shocks me. But you take away the two pass interference calls that really helped the Eagles last week. One set them up inside the five. The other one set them on the brink of the red zone. That led to points. You take those away. You know, it's a it's a much more uh, it's a bigger margin of victory for Tampa Bay in that game. So I think that people are looking at the score and thinking that, oh, you know, they kept it close and it's it's a little bit exaggerated there. So I think that Vegas does win. I think they somewhat handedly, actually, you know, it might not be a blowout, but they they should be able to cover the three point line. In Vegas, too. So they get the home field advantage there. Um, Let's see the a great game to talk about the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Miami, Miami hot off of a loss to the then uh, winless Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they got their first win. We talked about Miami. Um, They're a mess. And we just saw the Falcons beat the New York Jets. I would not be totally, totally surprised if Atlanta – I'd be surprised if they win. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep this game close. Um, I think that, you know, Tua is going to be coming back. Not a huge upgrade, but still, um, they get their starting quarterback back. I think this could be, you know, a five-point game, something or within a one-score, uh, within a one-score lead. It's in Miami. 
if Miami loses this game, we might be talking about the Dolphins looking for a new head coach. I don't even know if it's going to be a new head coach. I think that, um, you know, Chris Greer would probably be the first one to get the ax for me. Um, you know, going into the draft, like I, I'm pretty sure that uh, they uh, head coach wanted Justin Herbert, Greer wanted Tua. So I think that Flores is kind of, he kind of has that to back him a little bit. Like, hey, I wanted this guy. And you decided to go with him. Hey, my fault. So um, I, I think that he'd be safe. I don't think they're going to fire. I, I'd be surprised if Brian Flores is out, unless they go like one and 16, which I don't think they're going to do. Um, so do they, only have one, they only have one win on the year, right? Yep, Am I correct on that? Five. Okay, just yep. making sure. So no, I, I think that his job security is safe, if I had to guess. But yeah, they're not good right now. Uh, but neither is Atlanta. Um, I, I do think that the that Miami wins. They're at home. They are underdogs in this game, though. Um, really? So, yeah, two and a half point underdogs hmm. to the Falcons right now. Now, Atlanta did have a bye last week. They're coming off a win against the Jets in London. Even then, though, the Jets were starting to come back a little bit near the end. Um, so Miami's better than the Jets, not by a lot, but they are. Um, and I think that this is a game that they should win at home. Atlanta's just a tire fire as well. Not going to be a fun game to watch. Not a game that I'm going to be paying too much attention to. Um, but I did bet on it because uh, <laughs> there's good value in a parlay that I have. So I like fingers it. crossed on the Dolphins. All right. Well, we do have the revenge game, the revenge game of the week. It seems like we have a revenge game every week so far. We had the Sam Darnold revenge. We had Tom Brady revenge. Now we get the Matt Stafford and the Jared Goff revenge game because the Lions are traveling to L.A. I really wish that game was in Detroit. Yeah, um, me too. But, you know, it's – It'll, it'll be interesting. The game probably won't be very close, but it, it will be interesting because I, I, I want to see Matt Stafford just stick it to Detroit. I love Matt <laughs> Stafford, but Detroit didn't do anything good for him. They they kept him down. They didn't give him the tools that he needed to succeed. And I, I've liked the games that the Lions have played so far. I'm really hoping that Dan Campbell can finally get it done. Uh, they're still 0-6, but th- Dan Campbell's a good head coach. They have a not a good team, but they have a, a team that is capable of at least winning one game. Um, but I don't think that is this week against the Rams. No, they have a team that fights. They got 53 yes. guys that'll bust their ass to try to get a win. That's a good word uh, for it. So, um, no, I don't think it's going to be this week. I do think, though, that the 15 point line is a little bit excessive. 15, really? 15. Well, I mean, Detroit got their asses handed to them on a platter <laughs> by Cincinnati last week. So, um, but again, I think this is where the overreactions start coming in. Like, yes, Detroit is winless and they're coming off a blowout loss. But they should have two wins this year. I do think that that line is a little bit excessive. That being said, the Giants score 38 unanswered against the Giants. So what do I know? Um, so uh, it, it, I think that Detroit does cover. I think that golf plays somewhat well. I think Stafford plays incredibly well. I think that the Rams win. But 15 is a little much, that's, isn't it? That's pretty excessive. Uh, anytime that there's a huge spread like that, Usually, usually the the team that is uh, plus you know fifteen can kind of cover that. So we'll see. But I want to move on to your your babies of this year, the Carolina oh. Panthers, because they are going on a little bit of a skid here, my friend. Um, my poor boys. They, they choked the game against the Eagles. They had a heartbreaker in overtime against the Minnesota Vikings last yeah. week, and now they come into this week going against the Giants in the Meadowlands. Give, give me some give me give me some of your thoughts of, of these last two weeks for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles, I said, yeah, that was Sam Darnold's worst performance as a Panther. And then he followed it up with his <laughs> worst performance as a Panther against the Vikings. So uh yeah, he went 17 of 41. Ouch. That Ouch. is not good. Um, but 
that gets Stephon Gilmore this week. He'll be making his Panthers debut, if I'm not mistaken. Saw him with his practice, uh, practicing with the team. Uh, so uh, he will be suiting up, from what I understand. That's a big boost to their defense. Mm-hmm. And the Giants aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think that this is where Carolina gets back on track. Sam Donald doesn't go 17 of 41. Um, and not to mention the fact that the Giants are beat up, man. Yes. They're not going to have Saquon Barkley. Not going to have Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard's back. Kadarius Tony got hurt last game. So it's going to be Daniel Jones playing catch with Sterling Shepard for three hours and hoping for the best, really. I think that's what, what it's going to be. Um, but if you're the Panthers and you have 900 really good cornerbacks, you can just say, okay, we'll just double yep. this guy. Good luck. Beat us. This is, this is a game where we see Carolina's defense take over. Yes. Um, excuse me, voice crack. Uh, even if Sam Darnold does have a bounce back game and he plays well, I think this is a game where Carolina's defense, which is very good and very underrated, can kind of eat up that Giants offense because they really don't have much. They don't have an offensive line. Daniel Jones is good, but there's he's not working with anything. He's got yeah, nothing he can't to do it on his own. Exactly. He can't do it on his own. So Carolina wins this one. Uh, I think that's that's finally their bounce back game. Uh, what else we got? We got. Well, hey, uh, we, speaking of big lines, the Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites against the Texans. I bet that one comfortably. I think I'll cover that. Cardinals, Absolutely. 17 and a half, really? Hmm. 17 and a half at home against the god awful Texans. Um, but do we think, thing. do we think that there's, they got to have a game eventually where they're going to, you know, make it close? They've been blowing sure. teams out week after week. Um, I don't know if it's against Houston, but. It'll happen eventually, but you look at we, we talked about the big lines more often than not this year, though. That team with the as heavy favorites is covered. The Bills were 17 and a half point favorites against Houston and beat them 41 nothing. Um, the Giants or the Rams last week were, I think, 16 point favorites against the Giants and they covered that handedly. Okay, so um, this has been a trend. I mean, we've seen a lot more of those lopsided lines this year, but it's been a trend where the teams tend to cover them when mm-hmm. they win. So Arizona right now, Houston, I saw a tweet the other day. Um, Aside, two of the last three games, if you take out the game against New England, Texans have been outscored 71 to three. (laughs) My Lord. So this is a game where Arizona, you know, they should very much be able to handle this. They just beat the Browns without their head coach, which is saying, and they didn't just beat them, they humiliated them. Yes. So this is a game where, they should be able to take care of business at home. Uh, 17 and a half feels fine to me. If they can beat teams like they've been beating yeah. them comfortably like that, this should be an absolute snooze fest. Now, now, like I said, Arizona is due for a game where they're going to have to they'll probably come back down to earth. Um, maybe it most likely won't be against Houston. But week eight, they do play the Packers, so that could be their first loss I of the year. I think that will be where they get that first loss. So that, that could be interesting. But speaking of the Packers, they play the Washington football game, this Washington football team this week. Um, and I think the Packers win that handedly. We don't really need to talk about that game too much, I don't believe. Um, let's see. We have Bears are traveling to Tampa Bay. Justin Fields is going to be eaten alive. Um, what's <laughs> new? Uh, what else? We got the Colts. Oh, Colts, Colts and 49ers is one that's going to be good. Sunday night football in San Francisco. I like this game. Um, I like this game because Carson Wentz, he gets T.Y. Hilton back. He's got Michael Pittman. He's kind of getting his offense going a little bit. We saw what he did in Baltimore throwing for 400-plus yards. Um, I, I, I just keep saying I, I'm not totally down on the Colts. I mean, they they finally beat up on a team. They, they beat the Texans 31-3. to 
Um, it's, you know, I think that this might be a game where Carson Wentz can take over a little bit and win this game. 49ers kind of been underwhelming this year. Yeah, very. Um, now, I didn't expect them to be anything extremely special. I thought that they would be in the mix for a wild card spot, but I don't care who their quarterback is. They're not as good as Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has he's had his moments, but it's been kind of the same old Jimmy Garoppolo where he's not going to make any game breaking plays or anything like that. Trey Lance got hurt in his in his uh, starting debut. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be available this week. Um, by the way, I am glowing right now. I'm sorry. I'm doing this in front of a window where the sun is just you're bright white. Yeah, no, I mean, it matches my hair. So, um, but yeah, I think the Colts, you know, they, they're not, they're not what their records say they are. They let one slip away against Baltimore. They let one slip away against the Rams. They're a better team than the 49ers are. I don't care what the records say. Uh, I think they're going to go in. They're going to win on Sunday night football on the road at Levi's. And uh, yeah, I think that Carson Wentz is going to have an, a solid game. Like 49ers defense is still good. It's not dominant like it's been the past few years, though. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that this is going to be a good game for the Cardinal for the Colts offense. And then uh, defensively, I think they'll they'll hold San Francisco in check because they're a team without an identity offensively right now. Right. So Colts, I think the Colts will win this game on the road and uh, kind of start getting their season back on track. I, I agree. I mean, they had a terrible start to this year. Uh, a tough schedule to start the season. Now they play the 49ers. Next week they play the Titans. So a couple of big games here, uh, games that they can kind of prove themselves. Uh, but the last game that we have not mentioned, Monday Night Football, the Saints are traveling to the Seahawks. Geno Smith back at it. He almost got it done against your Pittsburgh Steelers. And then maybe that speaks more to how bad the Steelers played. But um, I think that I think that the Saints win this one. I, we've talked about it. James Winston believers are – all over the place saying that, you know, after week one, he should have been in the MVP talks. Saints aren't that good. Neither are the Seahawks. It's It probably won't be a, a very interesting game, but I think it would probably be a high-scoring game. Um, Saints defense is good, um, but I think I, I'm rolling with the Saints in this one. Saints should win, yeah. I would love nothing more than to see Geno Smith beat them. <laughs> that would make me very happy. Um but yeah, man, this it's not going to be a fun game to watch. I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not looking forward to it or anything like that. Like Jameis Winston against Geno Smith, huzzah! <laughs> like I could not care less about this it. game. I love um, it. So yeah, I mean, Geno Smith. Look, they're going to have to really rely on him uh, a lot because you know now Alex Collins did have a very good game against Pittsburgh. Uh, was kind of what kept them in the game down the stretch, uh, but. Trent Jordan Watt, man, best edge rusher in the NFL, came through when need be and uh, helped the Steelers get to three and three. So praise God for Trent Jordan Watt. I'm very happy that he is a Steeler, and I'm very, uh, very happy that they were able to pull out the win despite their best efforts to lose. Um, I, can, I can honestly say that I just learned today that his name is Trent Jordan. I just there you uh, go. always known him as TJ, so thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. You learn something new every day. But, uh, yeah, Seattle, like – Offensively, like they're obviously limited now because they don't have Russell Wilson. But and defensively, we know how terrible they are. Even mm-hmm. with even with the best in the nation, Jamal Adams. God yeah. Almighty, that was annoying, huh? That uh, he um he's a glorified linebacker. Uh, I've kind of been saying that, and I still don't know how the Jets got all of that in return for him. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that Jameis Winston could have maybe not a big game, but a decent game. He a, a should game. have a big game. Like, look. 
You look at his numbers, he's thrown for what, like one a buck sixty a game. This is a game where he should be able to look like old Jameis Winston, hopefully minus the turnovers for the Saints' sake, but he should be able to, you know, put up three hundred fifty yards, you think? It's it should be in the realm of possible. Like if they had more weapons for him, then I would say a definite yes, but throwing I'm a Marquez Callaway see, isn't gonna get them yeah, there. I'm interested to see how the Saints look when they get Michael Thomas back because he'll he'll probably come back and get injured again because that's just how he's he's been recently. But if he's healthy, um, that Saints team is interesting because now it's not the Elvin Kamara show. They can kind of mar- mix it up with Michael Thomas and use Marquez Callaway as kind of a speed guide on the sidelines. So I'm interested. Um, I'm still not, you know, high on the Saints when when Thomas comes back, but they're an interesting team to keep an eye on, especially with that good defense that they have. Yeah, this is this should be a big day for Alan Kamara. So anybody who owns him in fantasy, uh, you should uh, you should reap the benefits of that this week. But okay. yeah, well, man, we, I'm I'm not confident in Seattle whatsoever. Neither am I. Neither am I. Um, but speaking of the Saints, we'll use this as our segue to get into our picks. My first pick is the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. <laughs> we just discussed everything that we needed to discuss about this game. Um, but I'm going to go with the Saints this week. But to recap, last week I went two and three again because I picked my bills again. <laughs> so I'm 17 and 13 on the year. I think you have a two-game lead on me now. I do. I went three and two. I'm 19 out of 11. So I'm right. feeling I need a bounce back. Nice little cushion. So, nice little uh, cushion. I'm, pick, I'm picking the Saints. That's my first pick. All right. I'm going to take the Broncos tonight to beat the Browns. They're playing a preseason Browns roster right now. Like this, They're injured everywhere, dude. So uh, I will take Denver. Uh, right. I think that they bounce back. That defense should be able to handle a very depleted Cleveland offense. All right, I am with you on that one. We're both taking the Broncos because I was high on the Broncos at the start of the year. Um, maybe not as high, but you know, still, I still like the Broncos a lot. They have a very good defense, um, and I think that they can really just take advantage take advantage of this Cleveland, this beat up Cleveland team. So, I'm going with the Broncos. My second pick, my third pick, I am going to take the Raiders over the Eagles. Uh, we already discussed this game a little bit. Raiders have been on a, a roller coaster ride of a season so far, but uh, I think the the coasters kind of going up a little bit here and I think they can get it done against Jalen hurts and the Eagles. Um, I also have the Raiders as one of my picks. You know, we touched on it already. They're just a better overall team than Philadelphia. Philadelphia doesn't have anything. They lack explosiveness offensively. And that's, you know, a bad place to be with against Vegas. The team has been very good offensively this year. So mm-hmm. I will take the Raiders. My second pick, my third pick, I'm going to take the chiefs over the Titans. They're going to win people. <laughs> Titans. Uh, I can't, it irritates me, Kurt. It really does. I'm tired of the overreactions. Tired of everybody just I, I love Derrick Henry. He's phenomenal. Outside of Derrick Henry, they're if Derrick Henry wasn't on that roster, they might get like a top three pick. They're just bad. And that's no disrespect to Ryan Tannehill or the guys that they have on offense, but they they've really underachieved in that aspect. So mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs beat the Titans this week. Okay. Uh the last the past two weeks I've picked the Panthers to win and they've let me down on two choke jobs. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it again. I'm picking the Panthers this week to beat the Giants and I have a bounce back. Sam Darnold, have yourself a day in your old stadium over in New Jersey. You can do it, my friend. I, I believe in you, and I know that you are probably watching our show. So Panthers is my, what is it, third, fourth pick. All right. I'm going to go with two upsets to round the table. Okay. And I didn't want to hint at it earlier because I wanted it to be a surprise. Well, first of all, I'm going to take the Colts. I already touched on that one. Mm, okay. um, yes. Cincinnati Bengals to beat Baltimore. Um and then the Cincinnati Bengals, Kurt, going into week eight, will be in sole possession of first place in the AFC wow. North. This is the, like Baltimore. Same thing with Arizona. Baltimore's not going to run the table. Right. Like they're, they're still got very glaring issues on that team. 
Uh, I think they were just kind of disguised because the Chargers played really bad last week. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Lamar's been playing great. Now, kudos to him. Uh, but I think that Cincinnati pulls it off this week. And uh, I would love nothing more to see that. Go off, Joey B. Get a, get a win and get a, get a five and two for the Bengals. Yeah. So that is uh, my five picks are the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Bengals this week. Okay. I was uh I was leaning towards doing a maybe surprise pick, but I'm two games back on you, so I can't do that. I was gonna pick the Jets to beat the Patriots, but I don't think I can do that. I just don't really have too much faith right now. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Packers. Packers over Washington. The Packers are just kind of that consistent team that we've just after week one, it's just been climbing up to what we've we know and love with the Packers. Uh, we saw Aaron Rodgers with his little heated moment in Chicago last week telling Bears fans that he still owns them. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do against this uh, Washington defense that has not been living up to the hype. Uh, so I have the Pan- or yes, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Saints, Raiders, and Packers this week. I cannot wait to see Aaron Rodgers yell that at Ravens fans at MNT Bank Stadium twice a year. It's going to be awesome. You can't say that, though, because it's not like he's been playing it for 10 years. He's been playing Bears. He's been playing the Bears for however long he's been in the league now. That's fine. That's fine. He can yell something. He can yell whatever he wants if he's a Steeler. Don't care. <laughs> do not care. All right. So that rounds out our picks. Let's get into our power rankings. We didn't do a show earlier this week, so we're kind of doing a super show this week. Um, so uh, I'll give my 10 through 6, give a little bit of an update on where teams were last week. Uh, so I'll start my number 10. I will put the Chiefs at number 10. They weren't in my power rankings last week just because they've been they were playing awful. They're coming off a loss to the Bills. They beat Washington, team that they should have beat, beat them somewhat handedly. They started off slow. I mean, Washington held a lead for a little bit. And then in the second half, the Chiefs just kind of came to life. So the Chiefs are my number 10 team. Up one spot from last week of the Cincinnati Bengals, who are my number 10 team. I now have them at number nine. They absolutely embarrassed the Detroit Lions on the road. Um, so look, their offense is playing really well defensively. They've gotten so much better. Uh, they're a real playoff threat, Kurt. Like this is a team that could be, uh, in a wild card situation. So I will take the Bengals to beat. Uh, I'm sorry, the Bengals at number nine. I forgot we're not doing picks anymore. Uh, but yes, I do think that they win this week and they'll keep rising. I, I moved the chargers down a, a lot. I, they're at number eight right now. They're my number two last week. It's just the fact that everybody behind them played really well. I couldn't put them in front of anybody, especially because, you know, we'll see when I get to the rest of my power rankings. They're going to be fine. Uh, I think they're, they're going to be right back in the top five very, very soon. Uh, they got to buy this week. They can kind of recuperate, get back. Uh, but right now, I'll move them down to number eight just because the teams in front of them have been playing so, so well and played well uh, in week six. I couldn't necessarily keep them in that spot because the team in front of them has already beaten them this year, the Dallas Cowboys, as though I have at number seven. Went to a nail-biter uh, in overtime. And then uh, my one of my favorite spots of the season, C.D. Lamb waving goodbye to Jalen Mills. Mm-hmm. How awesome was that? Oh, yeah. I love everything. I loved everything about that. And I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to get a, a big fat fine for that because the NFL just loves to take away the fun of the game. I know. Hopefully he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, Dallas is a game that they tried to lose, but New England wouldn't let them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, man, again, we, we said it was going to happen. It keeps happening, Kurt. I uh, the pop that I had when that happened was <laughs> oh my goodness, it was awesome. So hopefully Trayvon Diggs keeps going. He's now got seven interceptions in six games. He's halfway there, Kurt. He's halfway there. To the, well, he can't uh, do it this week. He can't do it this week because they have a bye, unfortunately. So this that will be the true. first week since the season started that he doesn't have an interception. So that is correct. So the Dallas Cowboys number seven, and then the Baltimore Ravens going up two spots from last week 
um, from number eight to number six. Yeah, they beat a really good Chargers team. Uh, they embarrassed a really good Chargers team. Um, but I do think that they, you know, they come back down to earth a little bit. They're not going to win every game. Cincinnati is a good team. I think they lose to the Bengals this week. Um, so yeah, 10 through six chiefs, Bengals, chargers, Cowboys, Ravens for me. Okay. We are almost very similar. Uh, I have the Bengals in at number 10. I don't have the Browns in my top 10 because they've just have not played good football. They got embarrassed by the Cardinals. They had a shootout with the chargers the week before that they probably should have won, but they just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Bengals are hot right now. So I got the Bengals at 10. I have the chiefs at number nine. They're we've, we've been saying it since they've been struggling. They'll be fine. Uh, but it seems like maybe this Washington game, they played really well in the second half was maybe the, the turning point that they needed to kind of get it going. They played the Titans this week. They should win. Uh, number eight, I have the Chargers. Just a bad game. Bad game against a, a good team in Baltimore. So I wouldn't sweat it too much. Um, you know, only scoring six points is maybe a little bit of a red flag, but it, it happens. Um, and, and they do have a young quarterback who's still learning. So Chargers at eight, Cowboys at seven, like you said. I mean, defense – playing very surprisingly well. I mean, I was very down on Dallas because I didn't think their defense was going to be very good at all. I think they, I thought that they were going to be scoring 40 points a game, but giving up 50. So kudos to them, props to them. They're, they're playing great football. Uh, I have the Ravens at number six. They're hot. I mean, I, I really, I wanted to move them up even higher. I just couldn't do it with the other teams ahead of them. So Ravens at number six, if they keep it going, if they, if they can control the, the the Bengals and beat them convincingly, we got to start talking about the Ravens as a serious threat because Cincinnati's hot. Cincinnati's really hot. So uh, my 10 through 6 is Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers, Cowboys, Ravens. All right. My number 5, Green Bay at number 5. They beat the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers looked good doing it. Um, they, they just seem to you know kind of stay consistent with the Green Bay that we know. They're going to be a threat uh, throughout the year. Tampa Bay. Um, this is a game, the score makes it look a lot closer than what it was. The Buccaneers absolutely owned the Eagles on Thursday night. So they're playing well offensively. Leonard Fournette got in on the action. They got the run game going a little bit. Defensively, they played well. Um, secondary looked good. I think that was more of Jalen Hurts looking bad than them looking good, but they made plays when they needed to. So Tampa Bay number four. The Rams at number three. They absolutely just demolished the Giants. And, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, they're still doing their thing. And defensively, they're playing well. So the Rams are number three. I moved Buffalo down a spot. I still think that, yes, they are going to be that number one team uh, when the, when it's all said and done. Um, but right now, you know, just down a peg. And look, you could put these top two teams in any order you want to. I'm not going to argue with you. It's just the fact that the Arizona Cardinals just absolutely manhandled the Cleveland Browns without their head coach uh, on the road. So uh, Arizona, man, they're – a big surprise. And, uh, you know, I thought that they would be good. I thought that they would be on the outside looking in though, just because of that division turns out they're the best team in that division. So, um, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, my number one team right now, um, just the way that they've been, they're not just beating good teams. They're, they're beating good teams. Mm -hmm. like Cleveland, they demolished, they demolished the Rams. Um, they're looking good doing it. And, uh, Kyler Murray's having a great year defensively. They're looking good. So they are my number one team. So my 10 through one chiefs, Bengals, chargers, Cowboys, Ravens, Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, bills, Cardinals. Well, this isn't very fun because we are almost identical. The only thing that we have different is I have the Bengals at 10 and the chiefs at nine. Uh, but our five through one is exactly the same. I, I can't argue it. Uh, the first time in a few weeks here that I've had the Bills as a, as a number two seed and not a number one. Um, but like you said, I mean, you just have to give credit to the Cardinals. They're playing great football. They're the best team in football right now. 
and the Bills had a tough loss. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's going to happen. The, the the power rankings are going to fluctuate fluct, fluctuate throughout the year, so just got to roll with it. Um, so I I'm I'm with you. I got the Packers five, Bucks four, Rams three, Bills two, Cardinals number one. I won't be able to change it too much because the Bills have a bye this week. So the Bills won't be on the number one spot uh, come next week. But we got week seven. We got week seven ahead of us. We have the Broncos and the Browns tonight. Like we said, the Browns are uh, fielding a team led by Case Keenum. So can't wait to watch that. Can't wait to watch all our games on Sunday, Sunday night and Monday night football. Yeah, it'll be a good time. I was, as always, you know, we're getting to the halfway point of the season. Weather's starting to get a little bit chilly. We're almost to November. My God. It My goes goodness. by quick. It goes it by does. quick every year. So, um, yeah, we appreciate everybody listening as always, however you're listening, wherever you're listening, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, podcast, whatever you're doing. We appreciate you. Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. Uh, the Bills, like I said, are on a buy, but I still got my work coming off with fan-sided and Buffalo rumbling. So find me on there. Follow along. We will have some fun. Jarrett, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. Uh, multiple p- uh, pieces will be for fan-sided, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Uh, I'll be on ESPN Honolulu tomorrow, the Bobby Kieran Show, uh, to yes. talk about. Love Bobby. Uh, yes. So I'm excited <laughs> to do that. I know that you've been on there a few times. I'm glad to be able to do it, too. So, uh, yeah, be on there tomorrow uh, talking uh, NFL Week 7. And uh, yeah, as always, you know, you can find us uh, on Twitter at the Laces Out Pod. Um, just keep up with what we do. We always appreciate the fact that you do. We will see you uh, later or following week week seven, earlier in the week, probably around Tuesday to recap everything that happened. And then we'll be back uh, the following Thursday uh, to preview week nine. My Lord, it is, <laughs> it is very much flying by. So we appreciate everybody for tuning in as you always do. We will see you after week seven and recap it all with you. So. Kurt Homiser, Jared Bailey, this is Laces Out. We will see you guys after week seven. See you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.